Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Get ready. To hear some noise tonight, you're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnybrook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like Oglethorpe? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it no doubt about it eh you're listening to kurt bill and jeff on let's go blues radio the original st louis blues hockey fan podcast take it away boys hey blues fans i like to consider myself a friend of the show this is tsn analyst and former blues netminder jamie mcclennan and here's kurt bill and jeff on let's go blues radio Welcome to Season 10, Episode 345 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We are the often imitated, never duplicated, and just like Gillette, we are the best a man can get. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to RockinThatIDLife.com and CenterIzedBrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It's Wednesday, March 16th, and we're broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook. This is Franchise Episode number 345 all-time. Uh, we are on uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just do a search for us. You will find us. I'm Kurt Price. My co-host for tonight's big show is Jeff Ponder. Bill Day is out with the Nashville crud, as he calls it. Um, uh, on assignment, as is what we call it. Right. <laughs> I think he officially said Nashville crud. But yeah. Yes. Um, uh, but, but tonight, Jeff and I will be discussing the, uh, the blues trip to Nashville and how... Uh, Bill and I were a part of that. Uh, the overtime loss to Winnipeg next day. But we'll get into the uh, Blues playoff roster checklist and where they're at with that, uh, which was uh, it appeared in the athletics. We'll talk about that. It's kind of cool. And uh, trade rumors galore today as the uh, trade deadline is coming up on Monday. So there's a lot to talk about there, along with one of the uh, big defensive uh, rumored people that the Blues are interested in uh, is now off the board. So uh, that and much more on this episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Jeff, how are you, sir? It's good to be back this week. Uh, yes, for me. yes, I I missed you guys terribly. I think the audience got too much ponder last week. So um, <laughs> T- I think having having someone else will be good. That's called uh, TMP. Too much ponder. Too much ponder. Yeah. That, <laughs> my my wife's family said actually said that at Christmas. We got too much ponder this year. A little bit of TMP. That's what we need shirts. Just big TMP. That's it. There you go. We got so many shirt ideas. Friends of the show, TMP. Yeah. If you know, you know, right? You know, you know. know. It's like like a secret society. Oh, TMP. I'm with you. 
Now, I, I told the story last week, but it was uh, it still bears repeating how funny it was last week that literally, I don't know what it was like for you, but Bill and I are messaging each other on Slack. Like, he's mes- basically heart. messaging me, when are you getting the show started? I think he's I talking s- to you. And and I'm what? sitting there going, yeah, Kurt, what the hell? And then you respond like, hey, guys, what's up? Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, like, what, what's going on? I was, I was, uh, I was sick and I was just on the couch, you know, getting ready to go to bed, basically. Um, I was out of it. And, uh, yeah, I see the messages, notifications. I'm okay. They're getting ready to go live. They're, they're working it out. Just like half paying attention to it. And then I got the impression that you guys are waiting on me. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I told you guys I was out sick. <laughs> so that was kind of funny, but you guys, uh, yeah, no, you did a great job. Uh, uh, fill in the weekly slot with that uh, that uh, interview show. That was great. Uh, we, we listened to that on the uh, the way back from Nashville. Oh, nice, awesome, good to hear. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah no, I and, and I'll say, man, it was it was put together very last minute, um, and I think it turned out really well. One of our better like not live shows. I uh, yeah. I was uh, I, I I just texted everyone. I texted both Jeremy's and uh and uh drew and and you know just last minute thursday morning hey would you guys be able to do something today every one of them responded and was like yeah sounds great like i didn't have to fish for anyone um it was just it's awesome it just goes to show like honestly how awesome the hockey community is we're always willing to help each other out because i kind of gave them the the synopsis of what happened and they're all like oh yeah yeah we'd love to fill in for you so it, uh, it turned out to be pretty awesome, and hopefully uh, some other Blues fans who joined you down in Nashville were able to listen on their way down there. Yeah, it was funny when we were down there. We got uh, uh, some messages from uh, a few different folks who were down there. Um, didn't see them right away. Uh, reception was inside the arena was kind of spotty, hit or miss. But they did have free Wi-Fi that we connected to eventually. But, uh, uh, yes, a couple of folks uh, mentioned about meeting up, uh, and we – the blue note jacket guys or the blue jacket guys or something on Twitter. I had never, uh, they followed, uh, they were following us already. And so I followed them back, but I, I didn't, I didn't I guess Bill said he knew who they were. And I was like, oh, I didn't see them before, <laughs> but they were, um, but they were down there and they, I, I saw them in the concourse. Uh, but, and then I noticed that their Twitter was, Oh, the blue jacket guys are wearing blue blazers. Nice. So I, uh, yeah. So I, oh, okay. I put, you know, two and two together and got five. And uh, and since I figured out that was them, and they, I got the impression that they were going to meet up, but that didn't work out. So anyway, fun was had by all. I'll say good, and, I, and we'll talk about that more in a little bit. Yeah, we will. Um, I like a couple comments. We'll get to real quick. Ken Morris, where's Billy the kid? Uh, Matt Harris says Bill was a healthy scratch for this one. Ken, uh, yeah, actually, it's 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 a it's a Ben Sherrod, uh, uh situation. He's actually getting traded. So right, uh, we yeah, did, we didn't want to play him for the show. Maybe maybe he, uh, maybe he strains a vocal cord. So that's what's going on. What was the uh, what was the term used? He was uh, scratched from two. Oh, he's scratched for asset management. Yes, that's yeah. what the that's what the Montreal uh, said about uh, Sherrod. So, yep, that's right. Asset Bill is <laughs> so he didn't get injured during the show, so we can trade him for stuff. Bill is on <laughs> his way to TSN. <laughs> right, we step down, huh? Yeah, step down for him for sure. Right. Yeah, he's actually getting paid now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got like Twitter up just to like refreshing uh, Friedman's feed and everything and just keeping an eye keeping one eye on that 
because uh, uh, news has been breaking a little bit today. So, mm-hmm. uh, official beers of episode number 345. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Uh, my handle is CPrice12. Jeff says JPonder94. Bill's is Billy Blue Note 33. Uh, I feel like we should pour a beer on the ground for Bill. Uh, yeah. And then during well, during well, his spot. Well, I mean, he's not but dead. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's, he's not. <laughs> uh, I I would do that, but I'm I'm inside. So if I was outside, I'd, I'd get like a bush light and do that. I was lucky to be able to do that. Um, I say lucky, but the episode when when Bobby Plager had passed, because remember I was sitting out on the patio in Florida, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I can actually pour a beer out for him. And I thought I'm like I'm on the fourth level of this hotel. Like, there's probably people under me going, what the hell? What's going on down up there? Wasn't that the episode when you, when you were when it looked like you were like you had like candlelight and you were like yeah. uh, I don't know you had like one too many buttons unbuttoned on your shirt and you were oh, like uh, it was like a K E Z K you know pillow talk with Jeff Ponder. oh pillow talk with Jeff Ponder yeah no I uh, that's that's how I roll in uh, in when I'm on vacation I yeah. the wife always yells at me it's tank tops and it's <laughs> Hawaiian shirts with uh, okay. almost no buttons buttoned. I'm one of those Almost guys. No yeah, yeah. Yep. I was. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with everybody. That's va- that's vacation, Jeff. <laughs> vacation, Jeff. So my BJ. beer, BJ, BJ. Yes, that's BJ, VJ, BJ, VJ, yeah. whatever. VJ, vacation, Jeff. VJ. Yeah, I get it. I get it. New the nickname. V- Got it. The v- the VJ. The VJ. <laughs> the VJ. <laughs> uh, um, so my beer tonight is actually one I don't think I've ever had on the show. Uh, cake eater from our friends over at Center Ice ah, Brewery. Yeah. Um, it is a let's see, they got a description here. Stout brew. Would you with call me? Milk... <laughs> Would you call me cake eater? Stout brewed with milk sugar with added. Oh my goodness, caco nips. Nibs. Caco cacao. C a c a o. Cacao. Cacao nibs. Yeah. Uh, caramel and pecans. So, uh, hmm. yeah, good stuff. Well, and the artwork on that is beautiful. Yeah. Trying to get a good. The, the cake eater uh, artwork is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a label appreciator of beers. Mm-hmm. If you ain't got a, 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 a cool label, that hurts your, that hurts your presentation for me. If I haven't tried your beer yet and you got a blah, label, I may not buy your beer if I haven't had it yet to, you know, I might not try your beer. That's true. It's worth it. I, I'm a I'm a marketing schlob. You know, I, I I fall for all that stuff. If it's if it's good marketing, if it's done well, hey, yes, I'm yep. I appreciate good marketing. I'm a visual guy. Me too. I'm with you. Uh, my where's my bottle? There it is. Um, mine is the uh, a beer that was left here at my house. I am drinking uh, Amy's uh, Samuel Adams Cold Snap White Ale. If I can get the glare off that bottle, there we go. That's a good one. Sign kind. Yeah. Yeah, cold snap. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a beer, and it tastes good, so I'm gonna drink it. It's Sounds rare when I when I go to a restaurant and they have like the seasonal Sam Adams that I'll get. Not nothing against Sam Adams, just locally, there's always something better to me. But when they have cold snap uh, on tap, that's usually what I get. It's good stuff. I enjoy the Sam Adams summer lager. No, Schlafly yeah. summer. Yeah, Schlafly. Uh, I, I like I like Sam Adams summer, summer, but I was thinking of a Schlafly's when I said that. I can drink Sam Adams anytime. It's just some are just a little better than others. Is it Sam Adams? Uh, 
pumpkin or a hefeweizen or Oktoberfest. That's what it was. Yeah, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Yeah. That's I'm a fan of that one too. That one's good. Yeah. So and the porch rocker, the porch rocker is good. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, today in blues history, courtesy of at STL Blues History Twitter account, March sixteenth, two thousand twenty-two. Uh, is today's date, so March sixteenth, nineteen seventy-two. That would be two years before I was born and 23 years before Jeff was born. That's... Oh. <laughs> that's cr- no, <laughs> that's wait, correct. no, that's not correct. 72 years before you were born. I don't know. 72, not, that sounds right. Yeah. I don't know how old all my brothers are. I don't know how old you are. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't, I don't keep track of that stuff. I barely know how old I am. Um, March 16, 1972, uh, 50 years ago today. Uh, the Afton Athletic Association announced that they would build a hockey rink, which in part would be led by Noel Picard, which is, uh, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he, he actually built the whole thing by hand by himself. Hmm. Yeah. He did and it over a weekend. Uphill. Walked uphill both yeah. ways, right? Yeah. In the snow. Yeah. He built that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, wore his snowshoes. It was great. <laughs> Going to build this uh, hockey rink there. Right over there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right over I'm there. I'm talking like I'm talking like North Dakota accent. He's probably from <laughs> he's from Canada, isn't he? Oh yeah. He's very French. Very, <laughs> very French Canadian. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm not good with accents. My my uh, Australian ends up sounding British. All that good stuff. Why do I always sound like a leprechaun? You look like one. It's from a movie, my friend. So that's. Oh. You, you I love you, man. Look. Look like a leprechaun. I don't think I, I look like a leprechaun. I I look more like a kind of. like a grizzly bear. Put a green hat on. Which in the gay community apparently is a good thing. To have a beard. To, well, to look you like would a, be to look like a bear. Is, oh yeah, well, because that would be a you'd be a furry. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd be a furry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is LGB radio, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, LGBT. Let's go blues tonight. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> March 16th, 1991, the St. Louis Blues retire the jersey of uh, Bernie Ferco, number 24. A big night. Well Blues deserved. Season. Oh, yeah. I mean, friend the of first... the show. Friend of the show. Uh, the, origi- the first original blue to make the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, March 16th, 1971, St. Louis Blues beat the Montreal. The Montreal Canadiens for the first time on home ice in 15 tries. Ben Hall recorded his last NHL win, which was number 407, and Fran Huck set the Blues record for fastest goal to start a period at nine seconds. Good old Fran Huck. Yeah, Fran Huck. You know, the Blues uh, had their issues with Montreal early in their career. Yeah. In the final. Yeah. Most teams yeah. did. Most teams did. They were That, that expansion, yeah. I would love to see the expansion six. Uh, their uh, their record against Montreal the first four or five seasons. They wouldn't do that nowadays, would they? They wouldn't. They wouldn't put if they if they double the size of the league. It wouldn't be one side of the league uh, expansion of one side. Uh, no existing teams because that 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 and you'd have an expansion team making the final and it'd be a it should. I mean n- nowadays it's a little different, but I mean they should have known a blowout was going to come. Right? No, and I mean, even the, and. I mean, think about it, even if they did a division of all expansion teams, it, you'd get to the conference final and you would just be destroyed. Even today. Yeah. yeah. I, With the I exception mean, of Vegas. I mean, look at look at Seattle. Seattle's fairly competitive, but 
they're nowhere near the top of the league. I've talked with guys who <clears throat> would uh, hang out at bars uh, around the old arena back in the early days, uh, some guys who had season tickets, and they would uh, talk with Picard, you know, and they come in after the games and they would, I said one time after a game, uh, Picard and some of the guys came in uh, and they were leaving town uh, to, to, you know, to go to the next game, uh, wherever they were going. And uh, they came in with a, with a suitcase and uh, they said, fill it up with beer. We need uh, we need to hydrate after the game. <laughs> so they took a bunch of beer on the on the bus and a suitcase uh, from the bar. But uh, but they said that they uh, you know the, the the blues players told them stories about how Montreal players were very complimentary. The Blues uh, during the final, like the Blues. I mean, they were swept, but the Blues you know, gave it everything. I mean, there were hard fought games like against the Montreal when they were swept for nothing. But it was like you know each game was close. Some went to overtime. And the Blues gave it everything. And I think, and the, the Montreal players are very complimentary of the Blues and how how hard they made Montreal work to, to to win that series. So even though it was a sweep, people see a sweep nowadays and I think they think blowout. And I mean, it really it really wasn't. Uh, it was. I mean, every game was was pretty close and it was a hard fought game. The Blues played pretty well. They just didn't have the talent. Go over the hump. Uh, Ken Morris says uh, he's our guy who knows a lot about uh, players before you and I were born, Kurt. Uh, Fran Huck was a member of Canada's national hockey team. I've heard the name. Yeah, I've heard the name, but I, I'll admit I know nothing of his hockey career. So that's interesting to know. Thank you. That is uh, quite interesting. Ken Morris, our, our uh, on-the-scene reporter. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Matt Harris says, as the resident LGB radio, LGBTQ, uh, LGBT plus listener, I approve. So I'm really glad he approves of that. LGBT plus. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here in the uh, comments? Sam Adams in Boston. Derek says the Sam Adams in Boston is almost separate entity from the mainstream stuff for anyone who visits Boston. Interesting. And also, yeah. And Ken Moore says build a sports net for Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman. I don't know. Would you make that trade, Bill? Jeff? Um. I mean, we're it, it's addition by subtraction. So, <laughs> what for Sportsnet? <laughs> no, I was saying for us. But oh, all right, right, right. okay, I got you. I'm I got kidding. You. I, I love you. Bill. Bill's my favorite host of Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, it's the I know you're, but what am I kind of thing. The old switcheroo. I like it. Right. The old uh, whatever I'm rubber, I'm rubber in your glue, and whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to whatever. Yep. Uh, so we'll get into the uh, Blues uh, road trip to Nashville. I'll kind of give you my uh, take on on uh, Bill and I's trip uh, after this word from ID Life. You don't live your life like the guy you see at the gym powerlifting seven days a week. You also don't live it like the cycling class instructor or the vegan who gets her steps every day. So why go to the vitamin store and try the same stuff they're using and hope it meets your needs? Newsflash, it doesn't. RockinThatIDLife.com is here to help you better understand how you respond to food and exercise. Their supplements are developed to make sure you're using quality products you can trust to achieve the results that are meaningful 
to you? Is your goal to improve overall energy, achieve deeper sleep, lose or gain weight? The answer to all of those options? Rockin' That ID Life can help. Our friend Dustin at rockin'thatidlife.com is here to help you do life better and achieve your goals, not someone else's. Get started today by visiting rockin'thatidlife.com or emailing Dustin at rockin'thatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive 10% off your order. That's rockin'thatidlife.com and start your betterment journey today. Uh, Bill just texted us and asked if his comment came through in the YouTube chat. I don't see it. You see it, Jeff? Yeah, I'm, I am not seeing it. Huh. Um, you, you put, oh, wait, there it is. My drink of the episode is NyQuil. Capital N, small Y, big fucking Q. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Bill. Oh, that's a, little bit, good. a little bit of Dennis Leary there. Nah, that's pretty good. I like it. I like it. I still don't see it. Where is it? It's right is above it really? Derek's Sam Adams cost comment that you read. Yeah, I'm not. Do you have? It's not there. Do you do you not have not a live chat at the top? Do you just have the top chat open? That might be it. Oh, son of a monkey! Yep, that'll do it. Why? Why? It's would it, weird. Why it would it defaults. Bill. I don't know, <laughs> but it defaults to top chat, and it sometimes filters out some comments. I don't know why. Okay. All right. Good to know. Now you know. I don't think the it, more you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so we uh, we do have a lot of comments here. We appreciate it, guys. Uh, we're going to get into talking here about the trades. But uh, let's see. W- uh, Winning Unlimited says, Beer of the show, Bud Light Seltzer, Hard Soda. Guy Fieri uh, is taking Fieri. me to Flavortown. Fieri, whatever. I don't pay attention to him. Uh, he says, <laughs> uh, I know Kurt will give me side eye for the seltzer. You know what? I drink Bud Light Orange, so I can't give anybody a side eye for seltzer. I mean, it's not my, it's not, it's not my personal thing, but I don't. Drink what you like, man. Yep. Um, yeah, I, um, well, so I, we got the, uh, the road to Nashville, uh, the road to Nashville. I almost said road to Wellville. Uh, <laughs> to talk about, uh, the game against Winnipeg and, uh, the blues playoff stuff. And of course, uh, a bunch of trade stuff to talk about. Um, so, uh, the game is Nashville, uh, on Saturday, uh, Bill and Julie and Amy and I all, all went down there and made the trip. Uh, Mr. Jeff down there. Yeah. So did you guys, you guys did not ride down together, right? No, we rode separately. Uh, I think that was, um, I'm not sure why that was. I think the, that's what the bill, uh, 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 suggested that we drive separately. Was, okay. Um, so we did, so you I think didn't, well, we're, you, you did everything separate, right? You didn't stay in the same hotel. You didn't sit together. No, Bill got a different, we got a, a deal through one hotel and he got a deal through his work for another one, I think, or something like that. Uh, and so it was, we were on different ends of the strip. Basically he was, he was right by Bridgestone and we were at the other end of the strip. Uh, well, kind of, kind of, kind of, we were about a 25 minute walk, uh, from there. So, so did you guys even see each other down there? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we saw each other. We met up at the game and then, uh, uh, our, our seats weren't by each other. Uh, but we, uh, there were open seats by him, uh, that we ended up sitting in, uh, after the second period was over nice. uh, to finish the game, which was, yeah, he had, he had better seats than us. So that was, that was kind of nice. Bill always uh, has better seats than us. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bill, Bill's a, Bill's a seat snob. He likes, yes, he he likes to sit down low. He said that after he, after he uh, dropped a chunk of change on uh, cup final tickets, uh, these I think seem rather cheap to him. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
but we got down there early Friday evening, uh, grabbed uh, grab some dinner and drinks at, at the row. For those who have been down there, it was right next to our hotel. Um, there was have a, you ever a singer... been? Have you ever been to the rendezvous down there? The rendezvous. Nope. It is some so. of the best barbecue I've ever had in my life. So I, good. I don't. I may have. Is it on the strip? Uh or... no, it's off the strip. Oh. It's um, it's fairly off the strip, but it's it's really good. It's usually very busy. So, if uh, I would say if you're wanting to go there before a game, get there a couple hours early. We we had valet parking, mandatory valet parking at the at the hotel, and I hate dealing with valet parking. I just hate. Yeah. Just the whole stupid process of, uh, thank you for my car, sir. Here's five dollars, you know. And then, yeah, right. Thank you for my car again, sir. Here's five more dollars. I'm like, no, I'll just <laughs> whatever. I hate, I hate coming and going. Just stay out of my car. The the less this guy's in my car, I don't like it. So, um, went to the row. Uh, there was a singer from The Voice that was uh singing when we walked in. And uh, she was really good, which if you've been in Nashville, you'll find out that that every single bar on the strip basically has at least one band playing. Uh, if there's multiple levels of this bar, they'll have more they'll have one on each level. And everyone is really, really good. Uh, every band is good. Every singer is good. It's like, holy shit. Um, so it's, it's a music town. So that's what you get. Yeah, we, we um, went to a karaoke bar a couple of years ago when we were down there, and, like, there was three people who went before me that I, I was like, they could go on any TV show right now and compete. And then they're like, and let's get Jeff up here. And I'm like, can I not do this now? <laughs> like, I'm probably the worst singer in Nashville right now. I don't want to do this. <laughs> uh, Ken Morris asked, which is closer to St. Louis, uh, Chicago, Nashville, or Minnesota, St. Paul? Well, I— uh, I think Nashville is a hair closer than Chicago. Yeah, um, by about a half so. an hour or so. Uh, Nashville is about four and a half hours from me, uh, which I'm about. I'm on the east side of uh, of St. Louis. I'll say side. we're so, about four hours from where I'm at. Okay, so we're a little east and a little north. So we're about so four and a half. According to this, St. Louis to Nashville, according to Google, is <coughs> four hours forty minutes, is what it says. Uh, Three hundred nine miles. So let's see what Chicago is. Uh, Chicago. It's farther. That says four hours, 33 minutes and 297 Ooh, miles. So about the same. About the same, but I swear I get to Nashville quicker. I think Maybe it's because it's less, tra yeah, that's what I'm thinking, probably less traffic. Yeah. And I know Minneapolis-St. Paul is farther. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, Bill made the comment during the game. Uh, when a member of the military, they, they had a band playing uh, in between periods, and there was a member of the military singing in military fatigues, uh, and I and the song was, you know, I believe in a, in a thing called love by the darkness. You know, the, the high notes in that song, oh, yeah. the crazy pitches. Uh, this guy, this military guy was, was killing that song, hitting every high note. And uh, Bill made a comment on that, I think on Twitter. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, damn. I mean, everybody can sing. Even the military guys are singing. Like, and that's even a, you know, that's a very, that song is not something that you would think a very conservative military guy would sing. You know what I mean? It's it's very, you know, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, I believe it. LGBTQ. <laughs> Just as it's at the rhythm of the heart. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you almost got there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the morning of the game, we had an issue with the tickets. This was kind of uh, crazy. Um, I so I 
about 90 minutes before the game starts, we're getting ready to leave the hotel because we're going to just walk over there. And uh, I get a phone call and uh, I have, I had Google call screener to screen it because it was a one eight three three number and it was probably, I'll probably telemark or whatever. So I hit the button to call screen and they hung up and then they called right back, same number. And so I picked it up, I'm like, what's going on? I picked it up and I said, hello. And then it was a foreign sounding voice and I didn't really understand them too well. And I thought he said his name was Jennifer. So I thought it'd be funny to say, Jennifer, don't call here and hang up. <laughs> so, I, so I did and called back. I'm like, mother So I picked up, said hello. And then I made out, he's from StubHub and I'm like, oh, okay. I hadn't checked to see if my tickets were my account. I assume that would have been, right? Um, and he goes, yeah, Ticketmaster is having trouble transferring tickets at this time. Uh, and just want to make sure that you're, you're able to get your tickets. Okay, so I checked my account. Uh, nope, didn't have them uh, in Ticketmaster. So I was like, okay, so they tried a couple things. And okay, so no, it didn't work. And so they go, okay, well, you might just have to wait a little while, maybe an hour, and uh, they should be in your account, hopefully. And I said, hopefully. The game starts like an hour and 15 minutes. I said, I'm yeah. not waiting around for an hour. And he goes, well, I said, I said, can I just cancel these tickets and buy another ones? Because Amy had pulled up the same tickets, the just same height, same row, just different section uh, for $75 per ticket cheaper because oh, it was wow. so close to game time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so close to game time. And I'm like, well, let's get those. That's 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 you know, this this will be a win. And uh, they ended up not doing that. They said they would uh, exchange them for you know equal tickets or better. I don't think they were giving us a refund. But uh, finally, the guy they asked for permission for the guy that was actually selling the tickets to StubHub. They were Ticketmaster tickets to actually contact me. And I said that's fine, you know, whatever. So he calls me, and uh, he we try to work it out. It still doesn't work. And he goes. Um, tell you what, just log in on my Ticketmaster account. I'll give you my login information. You can log in. And I'm wow. sitting there like, are you, are you serious? You're going to give me your login information for your Ticketmaster account? You're very trusting to a guy. Honestly, you know, you man, I would, I hate to say it, but I think I would probably have done the same thing. Cause like, you know, as a sports fan, you're like, this guy just wants to fucking get into the game. Like this sucks. Yeah. This is bullshit. You and, know, who, and you did Stubhub he know that you traveled down there too? Yeah. Yeah. He has your, Stubhub. they have your information. Yeah, I hate to say so it get, because I'm not a trusting person. I probably would have done the same thing he did. Like, just log into my account. Well, I'll change my password once you're into the arena. Well, I logged in and I saw the tickets that were mine, but then I saw a bunch of other tickets too. Um, so I, I uh, so you I went to eight to my... sporting events over the time right. you were in Nashville. Yes, yes, and I sold <laughs> I sold tickets to eighteen others. But uh, yeah, I downloaded them to Google Pay. And, you know, pulled them up when I got to the arena. We got the arena. That was fine. Uh, worked out great. Uh, we sat down, you know, like five, ten minutes before the game started. So it was in good shape. Um, could he nice not arena. just let, – let me ask you this question. He Could he not have just, like, screenshotted them on his phone and then sent you that? That probably would have worked, I guess. I think that would have um, worked. Yeah, because they just do the barcode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amy did that with hers. She took screenshots of her tickets. Um uh, or I, she wanted me to send her a screenshot of her ticket just just to have it in her phone, and so I did that. Uh, so that was that was a like a backup for her, but it, it worked out. It was fine. Just a little touch and go there, but I wasn't really worried about not getting tickets. I'm gonna just buy different tickets, right? If, they, if we don't get these, yeah, you're down there. Which, you know, if you have to spend more money on tickets, it's like we're already down here. This is why we're here. Should happen. Oh yeah, and and I and I thought of, I toyed with the idea of showing up without tickets and just buying in the morning of for less because you you can always do that. Oh yeah, on uh, StubHub or SeatGeek, 
And, uh, but there was just something about it. Like, you know what? I don't want to travel somewhere and not have tickets when I get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was, yeah, we that had was, that, uh, we, we did do that one year when we went to Nashville, we said, let's just get the tickets the morning of, and it was fine, but I'll admit we went out the night before and it, it did taint the evening. Like it was a Saturday game and it was like a, I think it was like a three o'clock start. And so Friday night, we were out at the bars having a good time, but at the same time, we were all sitting there going, God, I hope we can get tickets tomorrow. So yeah, yeah you're, you did the right thing. Get the tickets. It, that way you're comfortable and you can go out yeah. and not worry about it. Yeah. A, a habit of mine is to go to a game and then check to see what tickets are like right when the game starts, like down low against the glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They get dropped a lot. I mean, that's why I would love it. Yeah. Yeah. If enterprise center in St. Louis had a, a really nice, like a bar and restaurant district around, right immediately around the arena. You could go downtown St. Louis, uh, just hang out right next to the arena. And right before the game starts, you could just get tickets super cheap and then just walk right in. But they don't have that down there. You can't, I mean, you could do that downtown, but you have to drive or walk a ways. Um, but that's something, that's something to think about because there's always tickets available for dirt cheap right when the game starts or right before it starts. Oh uh, my God! Yeah, so you, I got to I got to point out some stupidity I said earlier. Jesse Hill in the Facebook chat. Rendezvous is in Memphis. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> so rendezvous. So it is a little bit outside the strip. barbecue <laughs> spot. Yes, it's quite outside of the Nashville. Strip. Yeah, not. On, it you is were, in you Memphis. Wrong. Wait, did that's you say it was Nashville? You, yeah. you said it was. It was not on the strip, and you were. I you said were it was right outside the strip. That's true. Right. You yeah. Rendezvous. Have, if you're ever in Memphis, folks, even if just passing through, that is some of the best barbecue I've ever had in my life. Thank you, Jesse Hill. Yeah, and, and Bill chimed in and said Minnesota is closer to 10 hours from us, so quite a bit farther, almost twice, or about twice. So is this um, your first time at Bridgestone? This was my, yeah, I'd, I'd been to the Strip before. I've been there about five years ago uh, Nashville. I had a great time there. Um, but uh, first time inside the arena, um, nice. Uh, yeah. Much like the concourse, much, much smaller, much more quaint than uh, Enterprise. Uh, the ceiling is much lower, right? You, mm. you can't, there's, I mean, this enterprise center, the ceiling is, is, it's cavernous, but, uh, Bridgestone is the ceiling is much lower, probably about like 12 foot tall. That's about it. Uh, 10 foot, 12 foot. The and, uh, the, but it's, the, it's just much more, it's, it's, it's much more interesting. It's more cozy. It's more, uh, 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 uh entertaining to look at. Right. You know, and I stuff get on the, walls. The, the way that I view that is it's more, it feels when you're in the concourse, more like a con, like a concert venue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how really all the places there in Nashville are. Yeah. It. It's just everything's interesting to look at. There's a, uh, you know, like light, like uh, uh, studio, like stage light scaffolding coming down with lights hanging off of them and stuff. Just interesting stuff. Uh, and enterprise is lacking uh, in that regard. I, I, that's one of the first things I noticed. And, and and the lighting was dim. It wasn't like brightly lit. So it was just kind of cozy. Uh, and they do have. I asked this last week or two weeks ago. Uh, if they had like a top shelf type area where you could like on one end of the arena was a counter and you can kind of hang out and watch at the counter uh, and stand and watch over the ice. And uh, some people didn't know, but they do have one. It's, it's on, it's, it's huge on one end of the arena. There's a long wraparound counter that same thing as top shelf. Like you go to the counter, you can just stand and watch the game and it's much bigger than enterprises area though, but it was super crowded. There were so many people over there and I'm like, Nope, Nope can't really watch the game from here so that wasn't an option for us but i thought about that you know just watching it from there i enjoy standing watching a game uh i get antsy 
and I get oh, I have to move around a little bit. Yeah, when I'm uh, when I'm watching the game at home, yeah, I'm I'm pacing. Um, we got a little like uh, uh, walkway area, I guess, and it's got a little ledge on it, and so sometimes I'll literally just sit whatever I'm drinking right there, and I'll just stand there for like the whole third period. So yeah, I hear you. So uh, as far as the game goes, um, great fucking well, game. Well, uh, well, let me ask you how do, how were you treated by fans? Oh, great. Um, the the guys in front of us. Um, actually, you know what? I was embarrassed by some Blues fans behind us. No, they weren't being That's not surprising. They weren't being rude. Um, I just I was embarrassed uh, because I was you know as a Blues fan to be associated with them because all the Nashville fans that I that I interacted with you know the, the ones in front of me uh, super nice they were talkative they they struck up a conversation guy was asking about who so um, and why Bennington wasn't starting and stuff like that uh, so we talked about that a little bit and, and we we're talking about because they hand out lineup cards like little uh, uh, like a program kind of thing, which is like a one card sheet. And uh, so it has both lineups on it and he was looking at the roster and it was kind of neat. Uh, but uh, so we're talking about that real nice, super nice guys. Um, and uh, all, all he wanted was for Nashville to score four goals. So he could get a free frosty at Wendy's. They, have that special. <laughs> they still was, have when, that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So when it was four, four going to the third, he was like, all right, free frosty. <laughs> That's what he was excited about. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the blues fans kind of behind us and over a little bit, they were, you know, they, they just, they weren't being like mean, but it was just like yelling, you know, Nashville sucks, you know, just kind of nothing overly awful, but just, you know, cause you didn't hear that from the Nashville fans. You didn't hear blues suck. You didn't hear that kind of a thing. It wasn't like in response to the Nashville fans saying that it was just like out of the blue. And I was like, well, these guys are being so nice. And you're just like, just, I don't know. I, I felt like being nice back to them. I didn't feel like, you know, saying Nashville sucks. Yeah, but, no, uh, same thing for me. I mean, I, I've I've been as a member of the media. I've been as a fan, and I had fun both times. Uh, I don't know if you saw where the press box was. It's literally in with the crowd. At least it used to be. It was. Uh, it's literally like just just. It looks like it's like a executive suite section, but it's right in the crowd. So you're on top of the fans. So you can actually converse with the fans. And uh, I I love going uh, to Nashville. Yeah. Great great venue for a game. The standing ovation during the the commercial did that happen? Did they do during that the in, in the third period? They always used to do a standing no. ovation during a whole commercial break to show their appreciation for the Predators' play. Maybe the Predators mm. weren't playing well enough for them, but that was the thing <laughs> that blew my mind because no. it was like they, they never like we never see that during commercial breaks. Commercial breaks, it's you know, oh here's a you know this featurette. We've got, you know, Louie doing this or whatever. And then right as the commercial's coming back, they'll start playing hype-up music. Nashville, it's quiet. They don't play anything on the scoreboard. And everybody gets up and just starts applauding the team. And that is one of my favorite nope. things I've ever seen. But I'm surprised they didn't do that. You know, one thing I noticed uh, significantly was that, you know, you, you always heard about, you know, Nashville, the seventh man, right? The loud crowd. The crowd was not loud. The crowd was pretty tame. Uh, yeah. uh, deathly quiet for a while, especially when the Blues were up in the first period, which is expected. But even when the Predators scored, started scoring some goals, and it was a good game, you know, it was tight. Uh, second period and third period, um, the crowd was quiet. There was nothing. There was nothing loud about Nashville's crowd whatsoever. Their Blues chants fans were, were loud. 
Blues fans were real loud. Blues yeah. fans, it was funny because every time Nashville, the Nashville fans tried to start a chant, Blues fans drowned them out. Yep. And uh, with, you know, they do a Let's Go Preds and they, the Let's Go Blues right over the top, much louder. Um, yep. And it was, I loved it. I was so, it was so great. But there had to have been seven or 8,000 Blues fans there. There were so many. Yeah. So many Blues and, fans. And you could nuts. hear it on the broadcast. It was, it was yeah. like the minute I heard the Let's Go Preds chant start, by the second Let's Go Preds, it was Let's Go Blues. Yep. And I'm yep. like, that's Blues fantastic. fans are like, nope, none of that. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, but they they did do the uh, I guess their their PA guy his name is Paul, yeah. And he uh, you know they do the, the one minute remaining in the first period, so the fans go and this is uh, this is the first period, and uh, the fan in front of me goes just one guy, I heard him say real loud how much time is left in the period Paul, and then of course you know Paul says one minute remaining in the first period and the whole crowd goes thanks Paul, and there's a there's a delay about two three seconds. And then in the distance, you hear a Blues fan say, Paul sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty Which funny. just made me laugh. It was just so, it wasn't like he wasn't yelling it. It was just like kind of a, a loud Paul sucks in the distance that I heard. It was just kind of funny that uh, it made me laugh. But the chance, the chance were, the chance were so, I mean, if you think the chance are bad on TV, hearing them, uh, actually seeing people, and watching them, you know, mouth these chants, it's they're ten times worse because you yeah. can actually see people saying these chants and say, like, Oh my god, real people actually say these things? It's so bad. These yep. chants are so cheesy and so awful. It's just not good. Mm. <laughs> they're not and, and and actually I remember years ago uh, a number of years ago hearing them on TV is pretty loud, right? Playoffs and stuff. Uh the whole it's all your fault, it's all your fault stuff. And maybe I'm sure playoffs would be louder. Uh, but it, it was all half-hearted. It seemed like it was only done by like maybe 15% of the crowd and it wasn't that enthusiastic. It was weird. Hmm. I don't know if that's dying out there or what, but yeah, or maybe, maybe it was it the fact that there was like 8,000 Blues fans there too that kind of yeah. taking up space. Yeah, we'll see but what playoffs was, uh, is like. Yeah, if they make it, which I assume they will. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, the Blues got on. Oh, Ashford, Nashville came out of this game uh, came into this game uh, quick. I mean, this was a Blues on three nothing in the first period, but Nashville owned the first few minutes. You know, first seven, six, seven shifts or so, they were all over the Blues. I was shooting five nothing early. Uh, I turned to Amy and I was like, "This is. I mean, we gotta get our heads out of our asses here. They're kind of coming at us." Um, and then we got a power play, and then uh, was it uh, Perron scores first? So that was got us on the board. That was nice. You know, getting out played early, and then we get the first goal, and then it just the you know less than a minute later. Uh, uh, was it uh, Saad scored on yeah. a weird shot? That was a weird, uh, a weird play, kind of a wrist shot from the slot, kind of surprised people. Um, one on two. Uh, Blues uh, seem like they're onto something with Saros, shooting over the, yeah. the glove. Oh yeah, upper glove. They they've done that all season to him. Yeah. Thomas on the power play again made a three nothing. Uh, real nice cross ice pass from Kairou. Uh, to Saad and Thomas in the high slot and scores over glove on Saros. Um, I didn't want to see a, a shootout though. At this point, I'm like, I, I, I didn't want to see a blowout. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I want to see the blues win, but who wants to see like a seven, nothing game? I don't want to see I mean, it's, it's, eh, it's kind of neat, but I want to see it. Mean, it's not exciting. It loses its luster after a while. Right. It's like, okay, this game's boring. Uh, I think I saw a seven, two game there for the blues once. And yeah, it, yeah see, after a while, it's like, you know, they score the seventh goal and it's like, 
I even want to cheer. I feel bad for the Predators yeah. fans. Yeah. I mean, I thought that way when the Blues scored their seventh goal when it was seven to four. The second empty netter, I just, I mean, we we stood up, we clapped, we celebrated, but it was like all half-hearted. It was like, okay, I mean, the game was over anyway, yeah, so right. we'll tackle another one. Um, but uh, I was, I, I mean, less than after Thomas scored and with a couple minutes going in the period, then Nashville got on the board, and they played the, you know, like it, love it, want some more of it, which was... I kind of like that actually for their for their goal song. You know, I think I've said this yep. on the show before, but like it's funny is I I will flat out tell you I hate country music. I, I hate too. it. I'm just not I a too. fan. When I'm in Nashville, I actually enjoy hearing it. Like I'll go to a bar and I'll hear it being played, and I'll even like you know tap my foot and not you know bounce my head back and forth. Be like, this isn't bad. You well, know? and it's like it's you know, it's part of being in the atmosphere of Nashville. It makes it a little more acceptable yeah, to listen to. It's live music too. Live music is a little different. You you, you yeah. kind of appreciate the talent that you're watching too, you know, in person. Right. Uh but you know, to be honest, most of the bars and stuff, uh most of the songs we heard didn't play country. I mean, they played some mm-hmm. country, but there was a mix, you know, rock, a lot of a lot of uh, you know, the, all the bands are taking like, you know, requests from the crowd. And so uh, and kid you not after the game, uh, I requested Gloria at two different bars, and neither band knew how to play it. And uh, they and the one of the band members goes, "I've had that request a number of times, and every, it's every <laughs> time you guys come, every time you guys come to town, you want to play, you want to play Gloria." And the and the one and she goes, "We will learn it for next year." <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. So uh, yeah, it was it was. I mean, they were. I mean, they were. Everybody was so great uh, that we interacted with there. It was just it was just a lot of fun, um, and I didn't see you know I didn't see anything overly ridiculous from Blues fans as far as like gloating or like in your face bullshit. Um, it was mostly just you know proud to be from St. Louis. I'm proud to be a Blues fan and just happy we won. But it was all it was all mostly yeah good natured stuff. It wasn't really yes, anything over. One of my uh, favorite. Uh, one of my favorite things, and this was before the Blues Cup win, so maybe it's gotten a little more out of hand, you know, maybe we're bordering on Blackhawks fans. I hope not. But um, I know that, you know, one of my favorite things I ever saw was when I was literally walking into a bar right after the game ended, and I was walking in with about five or six other Blues fans walking in at the same time. And the the, the guy, uh, the lead singer, just finished up his song, and he just goes, he goes, I just want to welcome all the St. Louisans down here today to watch the Blues and Predators game. And there was a big cheer. And then he goes, if you're from Nashville, buy these people a drink because they're uh, they're paying your bills right now. And, <laughs> yeah, I was literally sitting at the bar, and this guy walks up. And he just goes, hey, man, I'm a big hockey fan. Buys me a drink. We strike up a conversation. I'm like, this is unbelievable. This is so nice. Like, that's not how it is in most cities. So yeah, I, I love going to Nashville for that that reason. Uh, the bar went to immediately after the game was the uh, Lucky Bastard Saloon, and it got pretty packed. There were had to have been oh two hundred fifty people in there, three hundred people, something like that. It was, it was a lot. Um, but uh, one of the the, the band there in between songs, I said, "Okay, everybody, on the count of three, yell out where you're from." One, <laughs> two, three. And overwhelmingly from you know St. Louis, just the whole yeah. bar is you know, St. Nice. Louis. It was just like that's that's awesome. I mean, it's just you know I I get it. You know, it, it's a it's a Saturday game, but so many St. Louis fans were there. I just can't stress that enough. That I mean, you go to you know Blues and it's like it was like going to it was like a Cards Cubs game on the weekend in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. There's so many Cubs fans in St. Louis, right? 
it, it was the same thing. So it was very, it was just cool. It was fun to be part of the, uh, the invasion <laughs> that was on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, second period was about the opposite. Uh, three goals for Nashville, one for St. Louis, uh, tied four to four going into the third. not going to spend a lot of time talking about this game, but, uh, the uh that that first line uh that forsberg uh duchenne is it johansson that's on that line with them or is that i believe he's on that line i think so um that line the way ridiculous. yeah well they're just and duchenne, fucking ridiculous yeah I, I mean they they played well and they had i think duchenne had two goals uh it, and he's got 31 i think it's 31 on the season something like that. i'm sorry i think it's forsberg granland and duchenne on that line okay they are all right really good yeah um it was i mean so four to four third period uh no scoring in this in the third until 238 left in the game when uh thomas scored on what was a beautiful pass by kairu uh whole world thought he was shooting uh pass to thomas who was drifting away down low uh after he crossed in front of the goal basically on a two-on-one uh and uh put it up her Upper uh, upper goal, uh, bad angle, uh, but it all started from Tarasenko's bank pass off the off the boards in his own zone uh, to start the breakout, uh, and then Kairou's speed to catch up to the puck, uh, and then create that two on one, and then uh, just everybody was puck watching Kairou as he kind of just held the little toe drag, cut curl in front, and then just passed over to Thomas as he was forgotten about. Awesome. Those, uh, these I, games, our seats our seats were right right on the goal line. Uh, bill seats, uh, the the ones that we kind of piggybacked on and commandeered. Period. I think it's right. the proper word. Uh, the the seats <laughs> behind Bills were we were sitting right on the goal line uh, behind Thomas when he scored. So we had an mm. excellent view of his game winning goal. That was sweet. Nice. So, yeah, I, um, yep. I, it's it's funny because you know we talk about the the Zach Sanford goal in Game Seven against the Bruins being an NHL twenty goal at the time. Uh, for me, mm-hmm. this was an NHL twenty two goal. Come in on a two-on-one, slide it across. Guy one times it, top shelf goalie has no chance. Uh, this was uh, this was a great play, like you said, Kairu. You know this this play develops ninety-nine times out of a hundred. Goalie is still going to read that Kairu is going to shoot. Just the way he sold that, it was. And plus, you just you know the type of player he is. He you know, UC Soros knows who he is. He's a shooter. He's a he's a sniper. And he's a dangler, so he's going to do what he can to get the shot on net. But then he just makes that perfect pass, and, and Thomas, Thomas is right where he needs to be. Doesn't make the extra pass that we bitched about this season just one time that beats Soros. No chance for Soros. Just a, a beautiful you know what, play all around. You know what, though? If Tom, if Kairu's pass like goes off of a skate or something and doesn't get to Thomas— we're gonna bitch at Kairu for for passing up a great scoring. Why chance. did you shoot that? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But but he, he makes the good pass. Ass. He makes the good pass. It's a it's a great pass uh, and a great finish by Thomas. So you celebrate it as a great play, right? But man, if you miss, if you fuck that up, and uh, if that pass doesn't get through, or if Thomas shoots wide or something, then it's like, oh, why didn't Ka- why didn't Kairu uh, shoot that? Which has yeah. been the the one of the big gripes about the blues this season. If you gripe about two things, gripe about the defense, uh, maybe Bennington's inconsistent play and then, uh, passing up good shots, you know, for the yeah. pass. So that was, that was um, the right play though. Uh, Oh, and, and, I mean, and this is one of those situations too, where 
any other team, I mean, almost any other team, you're saying, I just hope this game gets to overtime. Blues need the points. But in this game, you can't say that because Nashville's chasing right. you in the standings. You have to get the win. 238 left in the game. And you're thinking, God damn it, this is going to overtime. And then that happens. And that just, I'm sure for you guys in the stands, was yep. even more oh. exciting. But but me oh. sitting on my couch with my son, I mean, I I lost my shit. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I can't believe they just did that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, and having the angle we had at it, you know, we're right there. Got a great look at it, and uh, and I don't I don't know. There's just something about celebrating, and I don't want to be a dick, but there's just something about celebrating your team's success in the face of the opposing fans. Yes. I mean, I'm just that's just I mean, this is the way it is, right? You, mm-hmm. It just makes it that much more sweet for you know not to be a dick. Just sport, it's just sports, right? So um, that was I made it that much more fun. And then, of course, they tuned in at goals by, uh, let's see, Falk. Ron and Falk. Ron Ron and Falk. Yep. So, Blues are two for three on the power play. Nashville's one for three. Uh, Both teams are 37 hits. Fun game. Fun, fun game. The Blues came out, fans came out. You know know what's funny is, you know, we bitch about, you know, our Central Division rivals, teams we don't like. I've always said that Nashville's a team, it's not that I don't like them. Because I feel like I have to not like them because they're in the division and they're good. But, like, oh. getting – I don't know what it is. I, I actually don't hate Nashville. Um, but I fucking love when the Blues beat them. And when the Blues lose to them, it's heartbreaking, just like they're a team that I hate. But I don't hate them. I, I actually – and I think it's because I've been in Nashville so many times that I appreciate their fan base and I appreciate – the, the way they carry hockey down there. Um, it's worked down there, unlike other Southern cities. And I love it. And and I'm all for it. So it's, I want the Blues to beat the Predators I, every single time. But, you know, it, it's not like a hate I have for like the Blackhawks or even to a certain extent, the Wild or the Jets. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I hate, I, 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 I and, Strictly in a in a competitive sports sense, it's not personally against the fans because the fan the Predators fans I met were great, but uh, I, I I hate the chanting. I want to shove those chants down their throats. Uh, I and I and I just I being a close I don't know I, I I just you know they've had some good teams recently. So you and you know knocking us out in the playoffs was it in fifteen was it when was that 16, 17? 16, Whatever it was sixteen sixteen sixteen. No, 16, we, yeah, 16, right, 16, 16, 15 was Minnesota. Yeah, 16, six, yeah right. So uh, that, that still bugs me. Uh, I'd love to get a, another crack at them in the playoffs uh, as revenge for that. But I, and, and mostly the chanting and the, the, that's, that, that's 90% of it is the, is the fans chanting. I just, I, I want to, and good for them for, Help. I mean, that, I'm sure that's what a lot of fans feel that you know creates a rivalry, for whatever reason. It doesn't matter, you know. They're division rivals and they're close, so it's it's uh and and I think a, a lot of a lot of fans find Nashville uh Nashville's mm, traditions annoying. They're a little unorthodox. Uh, I don't like the the catfish being thrown on the ice. Yeah, a, I don't like a, that. A cop. It's a copy off of the the the, the octopus. And it's, stop, stop, just stop it. I agree. Um, so you know, comments do don't. Comments from our friend Bill Day, um, on assignment reporter for the St. Louis Blues from his couch. 
Uh, it was my first time to Bridgestone for a game. Was at the pro shop the day camp opened, the year they acquired Subon, but that was coincidence. Uh, and he also says, drunk idiots behind me did the all your fault chant, but for Russo, not Huso. And oh, uh, yeah. yeah, what yeah. I told him on what I told him on Twitter was, uh, you know, maybe they thought that that was Rene Russo in that. Who knows? Uh, winning Unlimited, uh, St. Louis is wrong. Said, I know he's wrong. He's wrong. St. Louis, and Nashville, St. Louis and Nashville have never met in the playoffs, so the rivalry is still really early, even though the Preds are 20 years old. Uh, they have met, my friend. One year <laughs> they lost. met. Four, oh, four two, we lost. Winning Unlimited is never wrong. No. So this feels especially, so good. And, and this is a <laughs> stat-oriented uh, thing. You know, so I mean, everything a, a... you have said, Winning Unlimited, ever is now null. <laughs> oh, and it's on the internet, so it's forever. It's forever. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Yeah, I think you can delete. Oh. You, can, you can delete your YouTube comments, can't you? <laughs> I'm I sure delete you it. Can get rid of that. I. That's it's nope. Hogwash. Nope. I've I've already uh, screenshotted it. I'm I'm saving it as my background <laughs> on my phone, and I'm going to show it to everyone. <laughs> uh, he feels shame. I'm sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. To the box, two minutes. Feel shame. Then go free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, let's see, the Blues lost to Winnipeg in overtime the very next day, which I was almost expecting this. Next day game, day game. I just, Blues had a 2-1 to one lead going into the third, though. Uh, couldn't come away with a W. Um, I, uh, the, the, okay, so trailing in this game, it, it's kind of a mixed bag. Because you're you're winning going into the third, all right, and then you give up two goals quick, like within a minute, like six or seven minutes into the period, something like that, uh, back back, and you're down, and then all of a sudden you're shit. So and then Shen ties it with a couple minutes to go, right when they pull the goalie, and so then you're like, okay, great, we can maybe get a point here at least. So you go from like being pissed off that you lost a chance to win to being Maybe a little happy that you got a point and a chance at a win. Um, so it's kind of, a, you know, people say, you know, shouldn't have lost this game, gave a third period lead, but then you tie it late. So I don't know. I don't know where you sit yeah, uh, and, on, on, that, on that issue. And I made the comment about the Nashville game, you know, just get it to overtime. You don't want it in that game. Winnipeg is fairly significantly behind the blues in the standings. So they're out just much. getting a point in this game is actually pretty beneficial for the blues, um, especially when they were down late in the third period. But yeah, I mean, the fact that they went into the third with a lead, they seem like they had the momentum going in, you know, Tarasenko gets his 20th. It's a big deal. Um, but uh, yeah, it just, just a uh, oh, heartbreaking. Yeah. So Tarasenko hit twenty, yeah. And your uh, your your preseason I prediction. I am an uh, idiot. I am an absolute idiot, folks. L short, yeah. Yep. He might get like uh, what uh, twenty five six something like that. Who knows? He could. I said he would never score twenty again, and here we are. Mm-mm-mm. Um, I'm trying to find my audio clip <laughs> of uh, Jim Carrey you yelling, it. "You're an idiot," and I I can't oh, find yeah, it yeah. anywhere. <laughs> I have it somewhere. I will pull it up at some point. So when you so hear that, wa- Kurt, just know okay. I'm not talking to you. That's fine. <laughs> I, uh, you're an idiot. Um, I, I, I have, I mean, okay. So this, 
I I hate three on three overtime now. And I had a little rant on Twitter about it. Um, I think a lot of people agree with me. Uh, one person chimed out, you know, how people are. Oh, just because your team lost. This fucking has nothing to do with my team losing. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I don't remember if you chimed in or not, Jeff, but uh, where'd you go? I'm here. <laughs> okay. I'm, just, I'm plugging in my drive that has that audio clip. Okay. You went black. <laughs> I was like, you you bent over, you went black. I'm like, oh, you, you cut the power. Oh, I went house. black? Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what's that. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, oh no! Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> uh, but uh, Phoebe I, is that a Phoebe? That is. Oh no! Yeah, oh that's Phoebe. no! Phoebe Buffet. Do you know what she changed her name to? Uh, In one episode, Banana Let's Hammock. Um, Princess yeah. Banana Hammock. What's the middle name? Oh, Princess. <laughs> Oh my God! I can't remember. It's drawn a Consuela. blank. Princess, Princess Consuela. Consuela banana hammock. Banana, banana hammock. <laughs> and what was uh, Paul Rudd? What did he change his name? Uh, a crap bag. Right, you're on crap it, man. Bag. Good job. Good job. Um, <laughs> Princess Consuela banana hammock. And because when now? he said, "Do you know what banana hammock is?" and uh, she goes, "That's a fun. It's a funny word." And he goes, "No, it's a, <laughs> it's a G string." And he goes, "She goes." Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> anyway, uh, three on three overtime, Jeff. Uh, I don't know if you agree with me or not. I hate it. I hate it now. I used it like three years ago. I loved it. Uh, I was like, it's exciting, end to end action, um, lots of it's fast paced. Uh, now it is the opposite. It is slowed down. You got you got. Uh, puck possession game. It's like you cycle, you, you you drift into the zone, you drift out of the zone. If you don't like what you see, you drift into the zone, not back out of the zone, and you're essentially just almost like teasing the team to make a line change. And right. God forbid if they do, boom, two on one. Uh, yeah, and I mentioned. Um, oh, by the way, let me just make this comment really quick. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko will never score twenty goals ever again as an NHL player. <laughs> and we lost the bottom third. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh, You're no. an idiot! Oh no! Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, no, yeah. my biggest problem with uh, with 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 that with um, three on three is is what you said. It's 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 the the constant. I don't like what I see, so I'm going to bring it back. I've seen a lot of people, and I think we talked about this briefly last season, because I started noticing this a lot last season. I think you mm-hmm. did too. Yep. Um, is maybe they say once you're in the zone, you can't exit the zone. If you exit the zone on purpose, then referee blows the play dead, and we have a face off the blue line. Uh, other things I've seen. Um, basically, if you cross the red line, you're a penalty. It's a penalty. It's a delay a game penalty, which they normally don't cross the red line, but it does happen. How how would there you determine? There are things the, the NHL I mean, that's a, could do to fix well, this, but it's it's a judgmental though on whether it's on purpose or not. You know what I mean? How would you determine? Like you lose handle of the puck and it leaves the zone, then is it on purpose or not? That, that's well, kind then of a, maybe you make it a black area. and white, like the uh, the 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 goalie line behind the net. Oh, basketball the, over like and back. Goal, yeah. 
you know, basketball's over and back. It doesn't matter. Maybe you just say it doesn't matter if it's an accident or not. You you bring the puck forward, you bring it back. That's a penalty. They, or it's they need to do something. I agree because three on three's lost its muster. It's it, it's. It, I get that it's not going to be that fast paced chance on chance kind of thing. It's it's never going to be that. But yeah, this constant just control the puck, control the well, puck, wait for if, one shot. We're not going to get it. Okay, let's go back again. It, it, it's it's. If it's you lose the face off, if you lose the face off in, in overtime, you might not touch the puck for two minutes. Yeah. It, it, well, it, and how I many mean, times? How many times have we seen teams lose the opening faceoff and then never touch the puck, and then, you know, within two minutes the other team scores because they had yeah. puck possession the whole time. Yeah, it's it's something's something needs to be done with it, and I don't, I don't know if I have the perfect solution. I'm not sure if the over and back NBA rule it, it, it would 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 fix it. I, I don't know if I'd like that. Have to see it in action to, you know, but. Something needs to be done. I don't know. Uh, it's it's just bad now. It used to be so fun, and the teams have strategized the fun and excitement out of it, and now it's just boring. It's like what New Jersey did to hockey in the '90s. They they played a boring trap defense. It was just yeah. They they screwed up the game. It's gotten to a point where pretty much if the other team has the puck, you can't make a line change. Like you just you need to keep hard, your yeah. guys out until you get puck possession back uh and that sucks that's i mean because you know again it's three on three there's a lot of ice to cover in three on three if you're basically saying hey <coughs> team we're not making a line change until you get puck possession that might be a three minute shift that might be the entire overtime your guys are going to be exhausted they're going to be puking on the yeah. bench so i i don't know what the answer is but yeah, they need to do something. They they need to add some kind of rule to to keep play going. Yeah, and to to stop this whole back and forth bullshit. You know, leave the zone in the zone, leave the zone in the zone, just coasting around. It's like, come on. It's like it's like you're just waiting for the team to make a mistake or make a line change, and then just and they they try and pounce, and it's just it's predictable. It's boring and predictable, and it sucks. Yep. Uh, Blues fan and, reacts. And, uh, hey, welcome to the chat. Blues fan reacts. Uh, BFR. Um, he says, take away the uh, overtime loss point. Yeah, um, I get that sentiment too. That would make teams try a little harder to push, but at the same time, I I think, I think that'd you're make still going to get the same puck possession. There's problems. more. There's more at stake. There's more at stake in overtime. If you do, if you stay three on three and 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 take away the OTL point. And then there's two points on the line in overtime, and I think teams are going to make it even worse. They're not. They're going to play even more of a keep away style. Uh, you know, just hold on to it for the perfect shot kind of opportunity. Maybe, you know what I mean? They don't want to give the puck up even more so. Then maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, Ken Morris. Too much says open three ice. Three on three. Yeah. Too much open ice. Um, all right, let me counter that for you, Ken. How about ten on ten? How would that look? <laughs> Wouldn't that about be 20 nuts? on 20 Royal rumble style. <laughs> just, just get the whole team. Yeah, there you go. So you have one-on-one -on -one to start over time. And then every 15 <laughs> seconds, each team adds a player. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Sounds like a, sounds like a, a, a skills competition thing to try. That would be fun to watch. I'd be interested in that. Not, not for uh, a regular season for like an all-star game event. That could be fun. Blues Henry X says, uh, I got it. If you don't have three shots on goal in overtime and you lose, 
you don't get the OTL point. Well, that's, that's the opposite of what you want, right? Because then you're going to have one team holding the puck the entire time. Yeah. That's why true. would you even get up? Why would you even try to shoot? Yeah, I agree. You get three shots on the ball and you just okay. hold it. Right. Get three shots and hold it. Yeah. And make the overtimes 10 minutes. I wouldn't be against that. Um, But I think you make it four on four, maybe. Yeah. 10 minutes, four well, on four. Ken Morris says four on four. I agree. I, I liked the idea they were pitching it. I could be wrong here. It might have been Steve Eiserman that came up with it. Um, you do 10 minute overtimes, five minutes, four on four, five minutes, three on three. That was my that was my idea back when they first went to three on three. I said, I said no, they should do ten minutes. That's exactly what Eisenman said. Uh, ten minutes four and four, then ten minutes three and three, or ten minutes five on five, then four and four. I don't it know. was something like said. that, but yeah, like I think I think you add something like an element like that. I think maybe things change. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, they they need to play with it, uh, test it out in some uh, lower level leagues, and see how it goes because. If uh, if teams can't figure out a way to beat this, uh, it's and I don't know how you would. You're playing keep away basically with three players. What are you gonna do? Um, I don't know. It's just kind of lame, in my opinion. Jets outshot and uh, of course, uh, 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 Jets win overtime. Uh, Pierre Luc Dubois scores on the two on one shocker in overtime when the Blues made uh, uh, a change and uh, they came up the ice. Um, Jets outscore the outshot the Blues 37-31. Blues for one for two in the power play. Jets were for two and had 14 penalty minutes. The Blues four. So, I think uh, after the break we're gonna get into the uh, Blues playoff checklist that was uh, posted in the Athletic, which I thought was pretty interesting, uh, and I thought a pretty fair uh, representation of the Blues in their checklist um, as far as where they stand and compared to what past Cup champions the kind of formula they had. So uh, we'll look at that. And then we'll look at some trade rumors too. Uh, after this message from Center Ice Brewery. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right, Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. So we got the uh, Blues playoff checklist that was posted uh, in an article in The Athletic. They break down every team uh, in this article, but we're going to talk about the Blues. Uh, and they kind of rate them against uh, the top, the last 10 years, uh, the traditional formula that makes up a Stanley Cup champion. Uh, this is an article by Shina uh, Goldman and Dom Lustician. Lustician. I have a hard time saying his last name. Uh, but it's based on a decade of championship rosters from the 2010s. There are 10 com common elements to look for when crafting a team worthy of contending, and those elements are an elite first-line center that's among the very best players in the world, an elite first-line winger to support the elite center, two other top-line wingers on each of the top two lines, a top-line center to play behind the elite center, two more top six forwards for depth in the middle six, an elite number one defenseman, a second number one defenseman to play behind him, a top-pairing defenseman to help anchor a strong second pair with the number two, 
another top pairing caliber defender to crush soft minutes off uh, on the third pair and a top 10 caliber starting goaltender. So, and they, and they gave uh, different ratings here, uh, gold check marks, black check marks, gray check marks, and a red X. Um, the goals, the, the, the gold check mark means they exceed expectations uh, of the requirements. Black check mark means they're right on. Gray check mark means they're passable, uh, but could be better, but below average related to the average cup winner. And a red X means it's a hole in the lineup, below acceptable range from the average cup winner. So uh, the Blues, I thought they ranked pretty fairly. Um, we got a red X on Ryan O'Reilly. And I think a lot of you would be like, what? Ryan O'Reilly, he's our number one guy. He's uh, uh, he's the MVP, the playoff MVP from 2019. Um, but I think it's fair. Um, he's just shy of uh, the great check mark that you want to uh, at least get to. Um, but like I said, he is the MVP from 2019. So we know he has that in him. So I'm not too concerned about the Red X by O'Reilly, to be honest. Um, I think that's uh, that's something that is uh, it's not a concern. But you know, Kairou gets the black check mark; he's spot on. Falk gets the gray check mark for elite defenseman. Uh, Kairou was the elite winger. Um, Vili Huso is uh, gets the gold check mark for a goaltender, which is interesting. Which I mean, uh, we understand, right? He's been fantastic this season, but he gets the uh, the gold check mark. So uh, exceeding expectations. So that, that begs the question, too, well, come playoff time, who do you see? Who's Horror Bennington? Um, Robert Thomas gets the black check mark for top-line center. Uh, Bushnevich gets the yellow check mark for top-line winger. Perron is a top-line winger, great check mark. Troy Krug, number one defenseman, great check mark. Uh, top six forward, Tarasenko, gold. Uh, Braden Shin, top six forward, gold. Uh, Colton Preko gets the red X. Deservedly so this season, even though he's been better this year than last, and he's gotten better as the seasons went on. I think he's been better lately. I think a lot of people would uh, probably agree with that. And uh, Mikola gets the red X, even though he's filled in nicely at times uh, this season on the top line after uh, Scandella couldn't cut it up there. So, and uh, Jeff will be joining us shortly to uh, kind of weigh in on this, but um, I think this is fair. Um, I think this uh, just shows, it just goes to show you that the Blues do need the uh, top four defensemen, uh, top line defensemen almost, uh, in this uh, this trade deadline to really bolster their lineup and to give this team, I think, a legit shot uh, amongst the pundits against Colorado, depending, of course, on what Colorado does. Uh, Jeff, welcome back, sir. Oh, hello. Just ran down, uh, just ran down the check the checklist here. And, uh, right. I, I, I thought it was pretty fair. I thought yeah. it was pretty fair. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, I um, and I'll say, like, uh, you mentioned, you know, the O'Reilly Red red X. Um, yeah, I. and, and here's the thing to, to take into account here. They're looking at this and they're saying, here's all the positions you need, and this is judging off this season. We've seen players turn their game to a different level come playoff time. And I think we saw that. I think O'Reilly played great in 2019, that season. I thought he was the Blues' best, best player all season long. Um, but I think he turned his, turned that dial up just a little more, turned, turned the dial up to 11, um, mm-hmm. when he hit the playoffs. And I think we could see that again. So people that might be concerned by seeing that and saying, you know, how, oh, how could you say that about him? And, you know, what if that's the case? I, I'm not concerned about that. I think we, again, he won the con Smythe in 19 for a reason. I think we could see that again. I thought he played okay 
uh, last playoff. Uh, don't want to even talk about the Vancouver playoffs in the bubble. That was bad. Um, what is what is this, Kurt? It's, it's my... I can't turn it off either. <laughs> oh, there I can. Uh, it's my daughter calling again. I got to turn it off. Sorry, dear. <laughs> Sorry, dear. Doing the show. No, that's fine. She uh, she should be tuning in anyway. Um, there she goes again. She'll, she'll call back a couple times. <laughs> uh, you can take that if you need to. No, um, that's okay. She knows. She should know. But, but uh, no, I, I think um, this is a very fair assessment of the Blues, honestly. Um, I think a lot of people look at uh, the Avalanche and, and all these other teams, and they say, well, they're clearly a cup favorite, and the Blues aren't. Well, guess what? Um, many teams have won the cup that are not particularly cup favorites at the time the playoffs start. So um, I I love I actually love the breakdown. I think it's great, but, you know, it, it comes with the caveat that we've said over the years and in every podcast, every hockey podcast, every hockey radio show's ever said, it's a different game in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. But again, I think this just helps to prove the blues do need a slight upgrade at defense somewhere. And um, yeah, this is going to be a big part of it. You know, where do you get that extra guy that's going to help lift your defense to the next level? Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I, uh, I like this breakdown. The, 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 a number of the teams that were better than the Blues, uh, they had Calgary ranked uh, uh, number one, which I thought was uh, interesting. Surprising, uh, yeah. Yeah, I get a look, and uh, Colorado's up there too quite a bit, um, obviously. Uh, but you know, I think the the Blues. Uh, okay, so going into the season, the Blues' depth, their forward depth, was like the deepest that I it may have ever been. Uh, and I, I still think that um, when healthy, this forward group is, is tremendous. And I think uh, that may buck the trend as far as needing that elite center. I mean, obviously, you know, that go-to guy is, is, is key. You know, it can be key in the playoffs uh, to put the team on his back maybe and, and win a couple of games uh, on his own almost. But with a, with a team that is, is as deep at the forward position as the Blues are, um, and rolling four lines uh, when healthy, you know, I mean, you're going to take, I mean, a lot of teams can't, don't have that. They don't do that. So obviously a cup winner wouldn't have that. Right. So, uh, and again, these, this check, this, uh, this checklist is going off the last 10 uh, cup winners. So uh, that's what they've had. Now that's not saying that a team that's more balanced and not quite as top heavy um, couldn't win. Because I mean that's that's a perfectly logical recipe for success is to have a, a balanced lineup to to have four lines that can score three lines that can score and a four line that can chip in. So I mean, uh, you know I I, I like this Blues roster a lot. I liked it going into the season. I like it a lot now. But uh, you know the defensive uh, uh, depth issue has been exposed, so that needs to be fixed. I think if they can get that fixed. Um, and I think they'll be in good shape to do some damage and who knows what happens, but uh, beating Colorado is a tall order, no matter who we get. So uh, I just want to play, you know, playoffs are a blast. Uh, anything can happen. And uh, the blues have a very good team. Hopefully it'll be a lot better come Monday at two o'clock. Um, and then they can, we can say, you know, bring on whoever. Yeah. I, uh, 
I, I think the key again is to not face Colorado in the first round. I think yeah. you let them get worn out by a wild card team if possible, and you take them on in the second round. Um, yeah, and then like I think the Blues year. will be. What's that? Like last year, Colorado whooped us in the first round, mm-hmm. lost in the second. Yep. So, and I could see that happening again. I, I, you and and I like what you said on Twitter. By the way, we'll get into talking about. Uh, by the way, it says our YouTube stream is restarting. Um, hopefully, now it says live. So hopefully we're still good. Um, but yeah, I, I like what you said on Twitter, Kurt, about uh, hopefully Colorado is just going to tool too much and it's going to mess with the chemistry. So we'll see. Yeah, and uh, YouTube still says we're live. So yeah, that uh, hopefully that's the case. I've never seen our, that before. Uh, that was weird. Yeah, if we're uh, YouTube folks can let us know if we're still live. I'm pretty sure we still are. Looks live to me. So, uh, yeah, I know the uh, the the extra tinkering that, and we can get into the trade rumors now if you want. Um, or some yeah. Of them. The uh, so in the comment I made on Twitter was about the the tinkering and and Colorado's been tinkering and they're gonna they're supposed to, you know, they might get Giroux. So that will be I, a lot I, a lot of tinkering. We're gonna talk about. Uh, the Sherratt deal here, the the trade here, but I was shocked that Josh Manson went for less than Ben Sherratt. I I would have t- I was I was hoping that was the under the radar move that Armstrong was going to make. I like Josh Manson as a defenseman. I think he would have been a great pickup, and he's a great pickup for Colorado. So they, I think they did improve there. So we'll see. Florida must have really wanted Sherratt. I mean. Yeah. To, to give up. So uh, it happened just a couple hours ago. Uh, Sherratt was traded to Florida um, for uh, Ty Smilinak, Smilinak uh, a 2023 first-round pick and a 2022 fourth-round pick. So it's quite a bit for uh, Sherratt. Did you say, and, did you uh, say I, Richard Schmalik? I did not, but uh, <laughs> I think he I think he was the player to me later. Ah, that's what it was. <laughs> Just, yeah. you know, right. Um, he uh, Schrott was scratched from Tuesday's game for asset management uh, to protect him from uh, from injury, uh, like what happened to uh, Chickren in Arizona, I guess. But uh, he was hurt a few games ago, and he, I doubt they would have scratched him for this many games. But yeah, I, that you know, uh, with as far as Chickren goes, that's got to that's got to hurt his value. I mean, if they're going to move him, they don't have to. But I mean, so yeah, some teams right now, I mean, they're going to want to see the medical records. They may even want to evaluate them, evaluate them themselves. But yeah, he that's, could be out four uh, weeks. I mean, yeah. that, and the playoffs. I mean, the playoffs start in six. So it's like that is significant. It's, that gives uh, you I mean, what maybe because you know there's going to be a little break before the playoffs start. It gives you what maybe five games to get him in the lineup with your team and learn the system, yeah. and that does hurt. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not ideal. So that's, that's gotta be, it's gotta hurt. And again, they don't have to move him, but, uh, that, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, there's, there's been some talk since the blues, um, the asking price for some of these players, uh, since Sherratt went for so much that, uh, like, like Hampus Lindholm, uh, might be, you know, out of the blues comfort range as far as where they want to give up. They might not want to give up uh, neighbors and a first-round pick, uh, and and a and a and a whatever uh, for for whoever. So or uh, or uh, or Balduk and a first-round pick and and uh, whatever. I so I, it, it seems steep. So 
uh, we'll see. Some people were one were saying that uh, if 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 the asking price is high for some of these guys, just go balls to the wall and blow the doors off the offer for Chickering and just and just get the get the the best out the best available defenseman and uh, just go for it. So, and I get I that, but a, but I've I've it. added that with this team's lineup, I don't see what Chickering. And again, yes, he makes your team better. Don't get me wrong, but he's not exactly what the Blues need. Um, if you're going to get a Chickering, I think that's a replacement for one of your players that's high paid on defense already. So you could maybe move a, a Krug or a Pareko to bring in a Chickering. I don't think they do that at this point in the season. If he's still around over the summer, maybe you, you retool and go for that and you know, try and figure something out there. But this year, I just, I mean, and with the money too, you know, he's... Um, it's going to take a lot to get him. Yeah, I just don't, I don't see that happening. I, If he's going to come here, I don't see it being this year. I could see it being over the summer when the Blues have a little more time to figure out their, their money management. It's kind of like the Huso talk that's kind of like comes in waves on Twitter as far as whether or not we should trade him or whether teams are going to want him at the deadline and if we should move him and, quote, quote, get something for him instead of losing him for nothing. Uh, and again, uh, Armstrong has said before, when you if you don't sign a player, if you don't trade a player that's a UFA in the offseason that you might not resign, you're not losing him for nothing. You're, you're getting a, hopefully a couple months of service out of him. Right. You know, a three months of service out of him. You know, if you have a deep playoff run, that's what you're getting out of him. So you're not losing him for nothing. You're you're still getting performance from him after the deadline. So, well, that's why um, I love the the approach that the Blue Jackets took a couple of years ago when, you know, ever it was all but assured that they were going to trade Panarin and Bobrovsky because they were not going to re-sign Columbus. So what did they do? They went out and they got more guys that you know uh, they got Duchenne and they got um, oh who was the other guy they got. From Ottawa, um, they got somebody else, uh, Dezingle, Ryan Dezingle. Uh, <clears throat> pretty much knew all those guys were not going to resign in Columbus, but they went out and did it anyway because they said, it's not that we're losing them for nothing. We're making a playoff run this year. So we're going to go all in. And and I like that idea. So, yeah, maybe you do lose Huso in the offseason, but right now he's your better goalie. So you don't want to get rid of him so you can use him in the playoffs. Yeah, and that's that's my – I don't think – first of all, I've gone back and forth with people on Twitter with this. I don't – you know, people seem to think uh, – and maybe somebody will give him some kind of crazy, stupid offer, but I doubt it. I don't think any team is going to uh, blow the doors off with an offer at the trade deadline for Huso. I don't think any team is going to offer him four and a half, five million in the off season to be their goalie. It's, I, I, he's got right now. He has forty-one games played in the NHL. That's it, forty-one. So I, 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 I it, who was who was uh, who was um, uh, Rangers goalie who uh, Cam left, Talbot? What Talbot? Yeah, Cam Talbot is it, 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 his career path. You know, is a good example. Um, he didn't sign his first big contract. You know, he had a really good 
season and a half, two seasons in New York before signing his first big contract. And his first big contract was three and a half million. Um, and that was after two good years in New York. And I think two years before that, um, somewhere else, but so he had like 150 some odd games, 175 some odd games in the NHL when he signed his, his, his uh, $3.5 million contract. Huso has 41 games played and the last 25 of it, the first 15 of that were, were, were pretty bad. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Last season was a bad season for him. So about the first 15 games, that the 40 games, he was terrible. So you, what team is going to anoint Huso as the number one, give him number one money, and expect a cup out of him, a cup or bust team uh, that Edmonton might be next year? Uh, why would they give him, why would they pin their cup hopes on a 41-game played goalie right now? I, I, don't, I don't understand that. I get a team like Edmonton wanting him. Because that would be they is a is a young goalie, good goalie, you know their team. But in addition to a veteran, in addition to somebody else that they could have on their roster, but putting all your cup hopes for a cup or bust team on a goalie with forty one games played, I don't see it. I, I, don't, so, I don't. I don't see it at all. You mentioned Cam Talbot. I almost said Tam Calbot. Uh, Tam Calbot. Tam Calbot. Yeah. Uh, he actually only had fifty seven games played before his first contract with Edmonton. His first kind of was what was one. It was like one point five million, though, right? Uh, I'll have to look. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. But that right. was. But, but keep in mind, my point was that was also over the off season. That wasn't acquiring at the trade deadline and saying, "Well, okay, let's hope this guy can do something for us." So, like, but his, it was, his it was a it was a summer acquisition. His breakout season, his good season, that got him that that, that like Huso's having now, uh, was in New York, and after that stint in new york that's when he signed his big contract and his big contract was 3.5 million all right let me look here so right um, let's see contract history 13 14 was his first year in the, his first his first year according to cap played. friendly his first his first contract 30, 40, with 40, 40, edmonton 50. was the three-year 12.5 million dollar contract 16 17 was his 4.1 million dollar contract yeah. 15 16 was his 1.4 yeah, and that was signed by the Rangers. Right. So in 16-17, that's when he got paid. And in and he had over 100. He had 56. He had 113 so games was, played. Was that a sign? It must have been a sign and trade, right? Because 2015-16, he signed his deal with the Rangers but in 15-16, he played with the Oilers. There was no games with the Rangers played. So that must have been a sign-and-trade. He had 113 games played when he signed his first big contract for 4.1. So that's that's the number I was getting. Not, not 125. It was right. it was 113. So it's I get your over, point, though. Over twice as many games, almost twice as much experience as Huso. And he had two years of really good play, which he was uh, in 14, 15 and 15, 16. He had a, well, three years. Hell he was in two years in New York were fantastic. And his first year in Edmonton was really good. Not as good as in New York though. So, so he signed that deal. uh, I I just, just to clear this up, he signed that deal with the Rangers on December 20th, 2014. And then he was traded 
uh, on June 27th, 2015. So he yeah, was signed during the season the year before, then traded that summer. And then he finished out that contract, which was the next season, and then signed a new contract for the 67th season, what it was. which was $4.1 million, which yep. was after he had 113 games in the NHL and had yep. three really good seasons. Two mm-hmm. really, really good and, and one pretty darn good. Yeah, so agree. That's that's so much more experience. That's my point is so much more experience than Huso, uh, at a high level, and that's and and four point one is the contract they got. So and people are thinking that Huso is going to get, you know, that kind of contract from somebody this offseason. I don't know. Maybe Edmonton throws it at him, but I don't know. I mean, I I mean it's I'm certainly wondering. possible. Teams have shown before that they don't learn from their mistakes. And they will throw money at a player who pretty much is not deserving. I mean, I, Matt Bolesky comes to mind. Uh, David Backus comes sure. to mind. Um, possible. Yeah, but, but I agree not- with you. I, I don't see them like a team looking at Huso and saying, well, he was great last year with a bad Blues defense. Let's give him $5 million. I, I just... I don't think that's going to happen. That's ridiculous. And I, I, I see, honestly, before I see that, I see Doug Armstrong re-signing him for another year. I, that JR said on the, when you interviewed him last show, uh, Rutherford, friend of the show, um, he said, don't be surprised. And I'm in the same boat. Don't be surprised if Armstrong makes a run at signing who sold his off season. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm, I've been saying that. I said, I think Armstrong would rather have Huso, and I think Huso can be had for two and three quarter, you know, next season, this offseason. I think that's a that's a perfectly reasonable, probably more than what he actually has earned so far, based on his experience so far. I So, I mean, and I'm not trying to knock Huso by any means. He's been fantastic. He's been really good. It's just the problem is the sample size is so small still. He hasn't played a full season yet. Yeah. Uh, and he's not a number one, no playoff experience. You know, I mean, I, I just, I, 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 it's, it could be one of those things where, you know, uh, people are judging their hometown talent, like overvaluing, like we overvalue our prospects. We overvalue our draft picks. We overvalue everything we have. Um, can't give up so-and-so for so-and-so because he's just too valuable here. You know, Ty Ratty, right? Yes. <laughs> Jonas, you um, not comparing, not comparing who's to Ty Ratty at all. No. Uh, but still, my my point stands. I I stand by that. Um, I just don't see. So, I, and I mean, teams don't want him. Teams, a, a, a team Edmonton said they want him. Teams said they they would like him, and I get it because he's good. He's a good young goalie. He's cheap. Uh, well, he, he should be cheap, cheaper right now. He's young. So, but I get people wanting him. But uh, I don't I don't I don't see the big numbers that people are 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 saying it's going to happen. Not yet. Not no, yet. No. Um, earn it. So let's talk about what. What do you want, Kurt, for this this uh, trade deadline? What do you? Is there a player that that's that's really size it up for you? Is there a just you know? Obviously, we all know what the need is, but you know, is there I anything want, you're seeing? I, I've said before, and uh, his name just doesn't come up that much at all. Um, and but doesn't mean anything because you've seen players get moved that haven't been rumored to be on the block or anything or rumored in deals and, and trade rumors, but uh, I want Mayfield. I want, I, that's who I want. Uh, that's, that's the guy, you know, and not just because he's a hometown guy. That's just, that, that's just like the cool factor of it. Um, he's a, he's a good, solid, stay at home, tough, big defenseman. And I, 
I think that's what the Blues that he he is like the perfect fit for this for this defense. I think that's what would fit in nicely because I think this defense gets pushed around a little bit. Um, people, uh, you know, there's some talk that some people want to bring Edmondson back, but uh, there's also talk that uh, Montreal wants him maybe as their captain next year. Somebody said that rumored online. Hmm. So that's interesting. Uh, but he just returned to the lineup too. He's been out all season with a back injury. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't even think he's not probably not worth the risk necessarily. If you're going to plug him in for a playoff run, hopefully a long one, you never know how that's going to go. I want Mayfield, but of guys have been talked about, you know, Lindholm, it's kind of expensive probably now at this point with what Sherratt went for. Yep. Uh, Got to give up maybe what a first and second round pick and, well, you got to unload Scandella in one of these deals. You got to free up salary to, to right. pay for some of these guys, because so uh, Scandella's got to be part of it, and uh, maybe ask them. So you you're gonna have to give up something extra to for them to take a salary dump, and you probably have to give up something extra possibly to have them retain salary on the player you acquire. So you're gonna have to give a lot to get up, and, and plus if he's a good player, you got to give up something for that too. So you're gonna give up a lot to acquire one of these guys. And it could be a rental, you know? So yeah. this could be, I mean, you could be giving up a lot to get a rental. Uh, first, second round pick, Scandella and Neighbors. It's like, Jesus. That's a or lot. Or would you, first round pick, Scandella and Neighbors? I don't, that's a lot. Um, For me, Provorov, I. is a guy who, I mean, same team as Lindholm. Same, you know, same, lefty, both lefties. Um, Excuse me. He's been mentioned a little bit, um, but. Well, Provorov's with the Flyers. Uh, same team as Sanheim. That, that's what um, I mean. so, yeah. which we're talking about next. Yeah, yeah, Travis Sanheim. So. That, I'll tell you what, that's that's the guy that I would love to have is Travis Sanheim. But again, with the money, I don't see that working. Um, well, you got to lose Scandella's salary. You'd have to, to lose Scandella's salary and more. Y- you know, I mean, yeah, maybe you can put yeah. Bozak on, on LTIR until – uh, the season ends, but still, I think you still have to give up more money. He's making four point six, um, yeah, so you need like a million and a half still. But yeah, hey, you need to figure out the seven hundred. There's the seven hundred fifty k that uh, Bozak could get on LTIR and and then come back in the playoffs. Yeah, because he's out true. four weeks. Uh, for at least four weeks, they say maybe. I would love to so, see uh, people bitch about that. Like, oh, they won the cup with Bozak and he came back at seven hundred fifty k over the cap. Fuck off. Well, yeah. Well, what was Tampa Bay like 14 or 17 million <laughs> yeah, over or something? I think it was like 18 that? million. 18 million. Um, so, but no, I, yeah, what? Well, and the same as Lindholm. I'd love, I, Lindholm's great. I, I put him more in the Chikrin camp. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, that, that maybe he's not exactly what they need, but he does improve your defense. Uh, I, the names that, and I agree with you. I think Scott Mayfield, if you can pry him away from the Islanders, he's a good, cheap, guy to bring in who not a lot of people are talking about and no, you got to no. figure too that he's going to want to stay here you know you, you think at least right he's a st louis boy um you know and 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 i know i think on one show uh bill said he's bortuzzo 2.0 i'm okay with that <laughs> i'm okay with a bortuzzo 2.0 he's a better player than than bortuzzo. Player bortuzzo yeah i think so too um and I think I think you can plug him in on a second pair, and he's gonna keep guys out from in front. He's gonna play good defense. He's gonna play well positionally. He'll get the puck out, play good penalty kill. I, that's I'm with you. That's now, the guy I want too. Now, and if, and if we went the Chikrin route, 
if we shot the moon, right? And we got Shikram. Uh, he's not of that style. He's the opposite. Um, mm -hmm. So then, then all of a sudden, you're you're not a big you're not going you're going the route of basically uh, the the Red Wings essentially in a way that uh, of the '90s that you're the best offense is the best defense is a good offense. Just mm -hmm. keep the puck, you know, play keep away. Just hold on to the puck. A puck movement, puck possession game. If they don't have it, they can't score. So uh, I, I, that's that's almost the route you have to go, because <laughs> because the Blues wouldn't have a, a ton of uh, stay at home guys to 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 uh, play a, a defensive game against anybody. So, uh, yeah, Sandheim's interesting. Um, I'd love to. I mean, so in any deal that we make, like we said, Scandella's got to probably go. Yes, uh, you could probably swing something with Mayfield because he only's like one and a half, something like that. Yeah, you could probably keep Scandella and, and do something else and get Mayfield uh, here, but still, you want to lose Scandella uh, mm -hmm. for not just for cap reasons, but for performance reasons. That's that's something that you got to unload. I think Wallman proved recently that he is definitely an upgrade over Scandella defensively. Yeah, I, I've I've always liked uh, Wallman's potential. I mean, he's he's still uh, mistake prone, but <laughs> Scandella is is more so that. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, Plus, when Wallman to... told, uh, J, I think it was Jr. recently, that you know it seems like he's kind of got a, sh a chip on his shoulder too to to prove that he's better than what fans have been saying, and that's awesome. I want to see that in a player. So great. Yeah, give me give me Wallman over Scandell all day. I and I love Wallman's upside too. Uh, uh, offensive upside. He's he's creative. He's got a shot. Um, he pinches. Um, and he's effective in that role. I like that. Um, you know, you can never have enough offense, and, and offense from the defense uh, wins games. So uh, if, he, if he can be a, a consistent guy on that third pair, a nice, consistent uh, guy, it would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody asked in the YouTube chat, Ken Morris, uh, Mark Giordano as a rental, yeah. question mark. I'd be, be interested. Old. Yeah, I, and, yeah, and I'm fine with it. But again, my issue is that you're playing what you said, the Red Wing style from the nineties. I don't he's not that like he's he's good defensively, you know, same as Chikrin, but he's not that guy that you can plug in on your second pair that's gonna be mean. Not not I don't want to say mean, but like that's just good positionally in front of the net to keep guys away from rebounds. That's not the type of defenseman he is. And and I yeah. do think that that is one type of defenseman the Blues really need. Uh, Bartuzzo's just, he's not skilled enough to play the minutes um, that you need a, a guy of, of his kind of caliber. Uh, and, and so you just need an upgrade there and put him on your second pairing. He's 38 years old. He makes six and 6.75 million per in his There'd UFA. have to be some, some salary retained. I think this is his yep. last year, right? Salary there, retained. Salary yeah. retained, and you'd have to move again, like a Scandella, um, maybe even someone else yeah. to make that work. And again, if you're asking a team to retain salary, it's going to cost more in the trade, so you're going to yeah. get more. So that and that's just going to be. It may see, it may seem like you know the Blues are going to overpay for somebody significant if they get them, uh, but if salary is retained, that's probably why we had to give up more because mm -hmm. you, I mean just you're you're. Okay, we'll retain, you know, four million. Okay, or two million, then uh, we, we you got to throw in a second round pick or whatever. Right. So, 
third round pick. I don't know. It's I I wouldn't mind. I mean, Jude, I don't know. I I wouldn't. I don't know. <laughs> there's just so much. There's just these these guys. These are the higher priced guys. And when's the last? I asked this on Twitter. And when's the last time uh, that uh, Doug Armstrong made a big splash at the deadline? It was Miller or not? Yeah. Right. That was the last time. Yeah. That he's that he acquired like you know a big fish at the deadline. Fifteen was, was uh, when he got McCulloch, uh, Jokinen, and somebody else. Yeah, which that wasn't a huge splash, but it was some playing players. Yeah, yeah, and then um, man, I don't even know if he did anything at sixteen or seventeen, and we all know at nineteen he got the big acquisition of Michael Delzato. <laughs> Michael Delzato, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we can get him again. He's he's <laughs> yeah. still playing somewhere. He's not in the NHL. He's playing somewhere else. But yeah, that'd be kind of. <laughs> Someone said that on Twitter. We all know who the real answer is. Michael mm-hmm. Delzato. <laughs> that was clearly the answer in 2019. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. He 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 did he he didn't play at all, did he? Or did he played one game. Not in the playoffs. He played uh, right. in he, the regular season, though. He did. Yeah. He played in the regular season, but not in the playoffs. Yep. So, but I, I think I mean, his name's I, I was, still on the cup. Yeah. Uh, what is it? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't think it is. Did he? He didn't dress at all. Yeah, there's requirements. They, yeah, unless they. Well, no, they they lifted those requirements a couple of years ago. In order I'm to have sure. your name on the cup, the the team just has to submit like 23 names or something. Okay. All right. Let me. Uh, I'll see if I can find it really quick. Well, let's see what do we got here. Uh, oh, that's the last uh, little tidbit we have for the show. Uh, well, I'm, how about I'm... Ovechkin passing? Uh, Ovechkin passing um, oh, Yager. Yeah. Yager. That's kind of a yeah. big deal. Number, number three all the time now behind uh, Gretzky and Howe. All right. I'm looking at Yeah, it's a big blues. deal. Although, you know, boy, uh, how interesting is it that the, the luster is totally, I think, gone off of celebrating Ovechkin with the whole uh, Russia, you know, thing. Yes, Michael Delzato is on the Stanley Cup. Okay. All right. Man, some of the front office names on here. It's way more than 23, by the way. I'm not sure how yeah. many it is. Well, yeah, it's it is clearly way more. And that bugs me, too, that there's so many front office guys ahead of the players. Names oh, yeah, they all get put on there. Like so that. so let's let's go through Ralph that first real quick. Too. Tom Stillman, Chris Zimmerman, Doug Armstrong, Dave Taylor, Al McKinnis, Bill Armstrong, Craig Berube, Steve Ott, Mike Van Ryn, David Alexander, Sean Farrell, uh, Larry Robinson, Rob DeMaio. Oh, that one's really hard to read. Uh, Kevin McDonald, Tim Taylor, Larry Robinson. I already said Larry Robinson. Sorry. Ryan so Miller. Uh, Dan, He's eight times, isn't he? He should be. Yeah. Or ten, is he on the cup 10 times? He's on the cup 10 uh, times. I think so, yeah. Eight or 10. Uh, Ryan Miller, Dan Janelle. Ooh, that one's hard to read, too. To- Tony mm, Felt- Feltrin? Ah, Jan Vopat, Ray Barilli, Dustin Flynn, Joel Farnsworth, Rich Matthews, Andrew Dvorak, Eric uh, Renegan. Like who? Yeah, who? Steve Suye, Rich Jankowski, Mike Caruso, and then it gets into the players. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! I, I, I don't know why players aren't first. I have no idea. 
Yeah, That's absurd it should be the players first for sure. But then again, we also have the NFL who awards it awards their trophy to the owner and not the captain. Oh yeah, yeah. First player that gets to hold the trophy in the NFL is the owner. How fucking yeah. stupid is that? Yeah. Get off the field. <laughs> yeah, you don't even belong out there right now. You're not. You didn't. Yeah, you're not. You 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 own the team. You don't. You know, on the field. Yeah. Nobody cares about you. Mm-hmm. Realize that. Okay, well, uh, I uh, I hope that uh, Armstrong does something to uh, make this team more defensively viable uh, for the playoffs. I'm not expecting him to make a big splash at the deadline. I'm not. Me neither. I, I would not. I mean, ba- especially based on what Sherratt went for today. I don't think that's not Armstrong's MO. He's never really, well, one, the one time. Last time was eight years ago. Was he made a big splash at the deadline? That's not his normal thing. He's not going to give up a ton for a rental. Um, it's not going to happen. Uh, if it's a, if it's a trade and sign, that's a different story. He's done that. He can, I mean, he's the king of these six-year, six million dollar contracts. So, um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I, I don't think we're going to see it anything super major, but I do hope we see a nice retool something. Something, even if it's maybe two guys you bring in on, on the blue line that can help you, I'm all for it. Um, I've said for over a year now, I'm not a fan of this defense. I'd like to see a shake up there. Um, yeah. But at the same time, midseason, th- this isn't the time to really like, okay, we have to revamp this defense. Like, this is not the time to do that. This is, let's add that final piece we think we need. Um, if he does feel they need to retool the defense, That'll be over the summer. I don't see that happening at all right now. You know, it's a shame if uh, Pareko were playing the way that we expected him to play and progress last year, this year. Well, last year was the injury, you know, and this year seemed like he was still hurt uh, the first part of the season. But I, I, when I was talking about that, uh, the checklist, um, I thought he's been better lately. Um, Pareko. Yeah, better. he has. So he's looked, I don't know if it's healthier or what. He's He's played more consistent. So, um, maybe, and maybe that's an injury thing, you know, cause who knows we learned that lesson with J Bo, right? He was just, he played hurt for a while and he wasn't, he mm-hmm. wasn't right. So who knows if that's, and they don't tell you. So it's, no. it's speculation. It, it, it makes sense though. Cause he had a bad injury last year and, uh, and he wasn't the same after coming back. So and he hasn't been the same earlier this season, but now he's been better. So maybe it's, it's healed to the point where he can play better. We'll see. But if, if Pareko were playing at the level that we expected him to play, you know, we wouldn't be in this position to where we needed a top four defenseman necessarily. You know, I mean, you always want to add somebody at the deadline maybe to, you know, shore up a little hole or something or add depth. But there's also the history too of big moves at the deadline don't traditionally work for a team. They don't win your cup. No, the only time that's really worked was when the Avalanche got Patrick Waugh. And he's one of the greatest goalies of all time. Um, let me uh, let me take a look here. Just looking forward for next week. I will go ahead and add, Kurt, I'm not going to speak for you or Bill, but um, on Monday, we did this last year, and it was pretty fun. Uh, I'll probably be jumping on our Discord channel um, during the day because oh, you know, yeah. I, I work from home, and I can take a yeah. lunch whenever I feel. 
So I'll be jumping on our Discord channel, I think, and uh, we'll be talking trade deadlines. So anybody who wants to jump on there, it's uh, what, Discord.com? No, what is it? It's letsgoblues.com slash Discord, correct? Right. You can go to letsgoblues.com and get the link, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, and, uh, yeah, and that's a great idea. And I will be, I'll be at work. Maybe I can talk over lunch or something. Yeah. So I'm looking at it to next week. Uh, the Blues do not play Monday. They play Tuesday, and then they play Wednesday. Or they do not play Wednesday. Uh, I know typically like doing our shows on Wednesdays, but Monday night show maybe with the trade deadline. Maybe we'll play it by ear. Yeah, we'll see. If they don't, but yeah, at the very least, folks, <laughs> jump in, jump into our Discord channel. Uh, you can talk with us via voice or uh, just text. And uh, we'll be talking trade deadline uh, all day. Well, I don't want to say all day, but you know, what's it? One o'clock central. John, you know what? The the Discord channel is always open. The, the voice chat uh, is always open. Jump in there on Monday or anytime. And uh, if someone's in there, just you know, you talk trades, whatever. Just hang out in there or leave it open. And someone jumps in, says hi, you know, and you can chat. Whatever. It's uh, it's it's a good time. Yeah, so I'll we'll, be on we'll, there. I'll be on there Monday. I'm trying to find the exact time for the trade deadline. It's usually at one o'clock. It's a two, two o'clock. I think okay. so. So I I'll probably at least be on from like twelve thirty to two. But but just check me out on Twitter. I'll make sure to post when I'll be in there. But uh, but yeah, like like Kurt said, jump in there anytime. And uh, I know last year I was joined by Austin Lynch and a couple other listeners of the show, and we just honestly we just sh shot the shit. We didn't really talk a whole lot of trade deadline. We just talked about life in general, and it was fun. So, uh, yeah, if you're up for it, love to talk to you. Let's go blues.com slash discord. It is 2 p.m. March 21st, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. Cool. Awesome. So, yep. Uh, that'll wrap the show. I wrap up the show, I believe. Yeah, I got nothing else. Okay. Uh, oh, who, well, who would, who, who would you like to see the blues get? So like I said, I, man, I love the idea when I first heard his name, Travis Sanheim. That was the guy okay. I was like, right, that yeah. seems yeah. awesome to me. Yeah. But the money, I just don't see how they can make that work. So I'm trying to be realistic. Well, and I'm with you, man. Scandella. I, I think I, well, yeah, but even then I still plus don't. Scandella plus Bozak plus. Uh, you'd have to work else. out something. And I, I just, I don't Con know Boston. where else that money's going to come from. Scandella, Costin, first round pick. Nah, um, first round pick. Ken Morris says, "Wow, you guys oh. are on Discord too. You're easier to contact than family." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, I I think I'm with you. I think the best option if you can pry him away from the Islanders, just because I don't think he's going to cost as much as other people. Uh, I think you got to go Scott Mayfield. At least call about him, see if Lou's willing to trade him, and see what he's asking for him. Yeah, and you wouldn't necessarily have to uh, ask them to take on Scandella's salary either, even though you'd probably like them to. You could probably finagle it some other way. Right. Yeah, All I mean, right. maybe even move Scandella to them and you retain some salary. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Although that's not something Armstrong has ever done, has he? I don't no. think. No. So that's... Man, and you know... I, just a very small note I want to say at the end of the show, and I, I will say, again, since 2019, I have believed in Doug Armstrong. I think he's going to make the right move here. But something that I hate that we celebrate, we've seen so many people celebrate, while well, the Blues and Doug Armstrong's tenure have never bought out a contract. 
that's that's so such great asset management and i'm yeah. like who they bought out one contract uh oh no, i'm sorry not armstrong uh oh, yeah under yeah, armstrong oh, oh, they haven't yeah they, they bought out one armstrong. i thought they did well they because, bought out jbt I... yeah and yeah. dallas drake back in the day yeah but, but i don't think they've McKee done it was... under armstrong that we've seen that celebrated and and I, that that bothers me because I'm like, okay, just because they haven't bought out a contract doesn't mean he's signed awful contracts. Like, yeah, he has yeah. signed some and, bad contracts that he oh, should yeah. have bought out. And that he's well, he's 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 a he's a master trader. That's that's yes. his his wheelhouse is trading and uh, and getting great value in return on trades. Uh, yes. What he's not. What he's hit or miss on is contracts. You yes. know, I mean, e- even the contract that Pareko signed that we thought was fantastic, um, you know, based on his career path trajectory and how we thought he was going to play, we thought, oh, it'd be a great deal in a few years. And he would be a great deal, but he's not playing uh, as well as he should be. So yeah, that's agreed. a problem. Uh, if he hadn't have regressed and had the injury and whatever, uh, you know that'd be a a good contract right now. So, but yeah, generally speaking, you know he's been there's been some bad contracts that he's had to unload, luckily, and lose some picks to to take you know, get people to right. take. But yeah, so all I'm saying is stop celebrating that. Stop saying, oh, we've never had to buy out a contract under Armstrong. That's the one area that he can improve on is signing contracts. And there are times like maybe even this off season where he should be considering buying out a contract Scand- like a Scandella. When Scandella's contract was signed, I think everybody was like, because he played well before the, you know, we required him and, but, and they gave him the contract. And I was like, Oh, that's a long contract for him. You know, that's a couple of years too many or whatever. So, right. Again, yeah. we said this on the show. We loved the trade, not a fan of the contract. Yeah. At the time, the trade was perfect. Sure. It was exactly what you needed. Well, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com. And get 10% off by t- emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. Uh, availability, as Jeff shows off his Center Ice Brewery T-shirt. Nice job. Uh, that's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode twenty-six, I think, of season ten of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and the. Uh, what Nashville crudded out Bill Day. <laughs> I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone. Get Scott Mayfield. Let's go, Blues. Get Scott Mayfield. Get Vladimir Chepaturkin. Let's go, Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go, Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. 
St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.